and stand before your maker full of wonder full of fear come behold his power and glory one with confidence draw near for the one who holds the heavens and commands the stars above is the god who bends to bless us with an unrelenting love rejoice come and lift your hands and raise your voice he is worthy of all praise rejoice sing the mercies of your king and with trembling rejoice we are children of the promise the beloved of the lord one with everlasting kindness sacrificial blood bringing reconciliation to a world that longs to know the affections of a father who will never let them go rejoice come and lift your hands and raise your voice he is worthy of all praise of your King, and with trembling rejoice. all our sorrows, Jesus carried up that hill. He has walked this path before us, he is walking with us still. Turning tragedy to triumph, turning agony to praise. There is blessing in the battle, so take heart and stand amazed. Rejoice, when you cry to him, he hears your voice. He will wipe away your tears. Rejoice, in the midst of suffering. song for me because I love it so thank you Cindy for having that before you sit down why don't you find somebody you haven't said good morning to and say hello So glad to have you all here today. Welcome to Bueller MB. My name's Kurt. This is Dustin. We're the pastors here. We're so glad to have that role. And we're so glad to welcome you here today on a beautiful, sunshiny morning. We have some guests in the house. 
special welcome to all of you that are here. We're so glad to have you here today. Uh, we're Bueller MB, and this is what we're about. We want to just put our mission and vision on the... Uh, so for all of you regular attenders, we're not going to do the share time. we got a lot going on today that's going to be a lot of fun. But remember, here's our mission. To glorify Christ by loving God, loving others, making disciples through the power of the Holy Spirit. And our vision is to intentionally transform communities through Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 So uh, that's what we want to be about. Uh, real quick today, we want to get to stuff going on. So Dustin, what's going on? Yeah, so just a reminder for Wednesday night, we have our normal Wednesday night activities. Uh, we've got the meals going on, and then we'll have jam, youth group, prayer gathering, all of those things. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to slip this one right now. Okay, so uh, this week is Ash Wednesday. So the prayer gathering this week is going to be a little bit special. Jam, and you have something else to say about jam, don't you? <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad I knew that. <laughs> um, uh, because jam switching sessions, they're going to head to the... You're going to maybe talk about that. But anyway... This room will be available. So I want to invite you, if you've never been a part of our prayer gatherings on Wednesday, it's Ash Wednesday. You know, we're not Catholic, we're not High Church Episcopal or something, but uh, we've learned a lot about the importance of the Lent season. It starts on Ash Wednesday. It's the preparation between, it's 40 days between now and Easter. So if you're interested, I'd love to have you come uh, join us for the prayer gathering on Ash for Ash Wednesday in this room seven o'clock and jam yes just a quick note for all the connect leaders for jam uh dwight weedle would like to have a meeting after church in the overflow they're going to work on getting transportation together it shouldn't take too long so right after church if you can just meet dwight over in the overflow they're going to try to work out some transportation things for the kids and jam perfect also, just a couple other announcements. Uh, there is a wedding shower uh, today for Shelby Schmidt and J.D. Tarn. Uh, it'll be up in the Mez from 2 to 3.30, and the church family is invited uh, for that. Um, also, uh, this uh, upcoming Friday, we have a couple things going on. One of the things is the IF gathering for women. So if you're interested in that, you, I think there's still a sign-up sheet. Also, you could talk to Melissa Vote if you have any other questions. And then uh, SMRC is having their fundraiser gala. So that's still going on. You can still, if that hits, uh, both those events hits you, you can still do both. But uh, the gala is also going on on Friday. And then the last announcement we have is if anybody is interested in uh, church membership or baptism, uh, come talk to Kurt or myself or somebody in the office. Uh, but we'll look at yeah, starting talk to a Dustin. class. Come on. Just we'll look at starting a class or and work through some of that. So uh, just let us know if you're interested. Yep, absolutely. So um, uh, the bulletin and the website are a good way to uh, connections, I guess, our email are a good way to keep up with all that. Thanks for that, Dustin. Uh, some church family news that I just can't resist. Um, and I'm going to blame all of your family members. But uh, first of all, I know, you know, it seems strange to the world that we celebrate the passing of one of our own. But we had a marvelous service for Linda Pauls here on Friday. And uh, we appreciate those flowers as well. And I'm reminded Linda had a birthday the same day as her son Ken and the same day as Allison. But Allison, did you turn a zero at the end of one of your numbers? <laughs> yeah, I thought you did. You can guess, Allison, happy birthday. I know that's been a couple weeks ago or whatever, but she might have turned 30. So <laughs> congratulations. And Shell, where are you? Yeah, okay, your husband <laughs> yeah, turned you in. She also turns today? 
today. Shel Schrader is also turning one of those numbers with a zero at the end. And she, oh, she held it up for me, so she's proud. 50 today. So <laughs> congratulations on those, God's blessing and all that. Remember, I said I'd acknowledge you on those special days, and you're all thinking, well, you mean if you're 70 or 80 or 90. No, no, we can go down lower than that. So don't. I'm so <laughs> glad that all of your family members told, told me about you. Kendra, welcome back. How the heck was Africa? Don't tell me because we're going to get you. Okay, you can tell me, but um, so glad to see you and everything uh, back safely. Um, Kyle and Danae are in the States as well. We have them on our calendar for May 1st. So sometime in there, we will also talk to Kendra as well. Uh, I'm looking at your mom going, we talked about this, right? And I just can't remember. But uh, uh, anyway, welcome back. God's blessing on everything. Um, so hard, hard left turn here for a minute because even just thinking about world events uh, we know that this week uh, with everything going on in Europe uh, we don't want to be negligent in lifting up the needs in Ukraine uh, in prayer today let me tell you what I think I know and there may be more Kenny if you want to make your way up here that'd be great um, so there are 24 churches I think, that are Mennonite Brethren churches in the Ukraine. Nick, does that seem about right? 24 churches? I'm not sure the number. Okay, something like that, I think. And so we know that um, obviously everything going on, uh, we want to, uh, look, if nothing else, we know we want to pray for peace, right? Yeah, this whole conflict is just, you know, ridiculous in some ways. That's my opinion. So we want to pray for peace. Ken, you said you had had, yeah. Yeah, we were, uh, Phil Neufeld, Bob Pankratz, and I, and a few others, had a chance to go over there in 2018. And so uh, there's some people we spent a week with, uh, and they're Facebook friends, and I saw this morning that one of them said the Russian tanks are in the city where they're at. Ah. They're, not, they're not bombing the city, but they're, they're fighting against other Ukrainian troops. So, and... Uh, Another interesting part to me, uh, six of my great-grandparents are born within 30 miles of an area right there, and they came over to the U.S., but that's right where some of the Russian troops are coming through right now. So Absolutely. So yeah. when Dustin and I took that class, the, the Anabaptist class, just a year ago, we learned all about the Ukraine and when, you know, uh, the Russian queen invited Mennonites to come. You know, so it is. It's, there's a lot of connection, obviously. So... Uh, we're going to take some time just this morning. I'm going to have Ken pray, then I'm going to pray. Stay. I didn't, uh, there's so much going on, I didn't talk to Dustin about every little detail, but then you'll, don't leave. Okay? But uh, I want us to just take a moment to lift our, uh, our minds and our hearts up in prayer for Ukraine, for our world, just that God would, would uh, be able to just uh, bring peace to our whole world, right? So I'm going to have Ken pray, and then I'll pray, and then we'll keep moving. Yeah, dear Lord, I just want to thank you uh, again for our church here at home. Um, thank you for each one of us, Lord, and I thank you for a church that loves you and, and also uh, the missions right here, but also across the world. We have missionaries in Africa and Romania and, and Ukraine, and uh, we just pray for them right now. We lift that country mm -hmm. up. Um, we don't know the uh, Russian agenda necessarily and, and what they're doing, but they're trying to take over again, and we just pray for peace. Pray for our brothers and sisters that know you over there, and, and probably more so the ones that don't know you, Lord. We just pray that they will hear your, 
message of grace and, uh, and accept you, Lord. Uh, pray all this in your name. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, Father, we unite our hearts and our minds now, first of all, for especially our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, in the region, God, we pray that you would keep them protected and safe. God, we pray that somehow in your incredible power and wisdom that peace would prevail. And God, we know that that can be a thing. And we know that you can do amazing things as we seek you. And we will do that. So God, we pray for peace in the region. We pray for cooler heads to prevail. We pray for uh, everything that that would entail. But God, again, more than ever, we pray for uh, the believers in Ukraine, in the area, we pray for uh, somehow that the name of Jesus would still go out. And I bet we'll just see it here. Amazing stories of, of uh, ministry and helping each other and all these things, God. But God, more than ever, we just pray your spirit would just grant uh, again, one more time, a spirit of peace on that whole region. God, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Ken. So, uh, just want to keep that in mind. I know our conference, I've had emails all week about opportunities to share. Uh, some of you may have gotten the one. Uh, MB Foundation has started a fund for uh, Ukraine, and also MCC has one. So, if there's some way you'd like to be a part of that, just watch some of those emails as well. Uh, we're here to worship today. I'm so glad you're here to join us because we have some guests in the house. We have the Bueller Singers from Bueller High School that are going to be sharing with us. I am so excited about this, and we're going to hear from them a little bit later. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to invite you to stand. I'm going to have Dustin pray and, inter and uh, get us ready for our worship this morning. All right. All right. Let's pray. Uh, dear God, we just thank you for this morning. Uh, we thank you for just the opportunity to come and worship. We just pray that we would just have open hearts and open minds to what you have for us this morning. Uh, we're thankful for all that could gather here, but we also are thankful that they can gather online too. And so we're uh, just thankful for this morning, and we just pray all this in your name. Amen.
life brings suffering, Lord, I will remember what Calvary has bought for me, both now and forever. explodes with praise to you. Now and forever my heart bows in worship to you, my King and my God. Every day I will lift up my praises to your name with praises that will last throughout eternity. Lord, you are great and worthy of the highest praise, for there is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you. Generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and declare more of your glory.
You have led me through the fire And in darkest nights You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God goodness. We're so grateful to be in your presence, and we're so grateful to know you. So we thank you for everything you're doing and everything you will do. We love you, and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. I'm going to invite my new friend, Mr. Bontrager, Greg Bontrager, to come up, and uh, you guys could probably come too. <laughs> so find your spots, and uh, I'm going to move this just a little bit. So that's so this is Greg Bontrager. He just told me he's been doing this for a lot of years in a couple of different places, but he's been in Bueller 13? I was 13, yeah. Yeah. Okay. track. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, he's been directing the vocal program, and seriously, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they're good. 
So uh, this is the Bueller Singers, yes. and this is uh, an audition group. Yes, juniors and seniors. Juniors and seniors, mm -hmm. and uh, they also, yeah. besides the really nice choral concerty look here, they also do a little song and dance. Right, and that's coming up. Yeah. Coming up March six and eight. Okay. So yeah. And you've got uh, a trip yeah. you're getting ready for. Our New York trip, yes. And um, you're going to be doing a lot of different things there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And even the songs we sing today are kind of based off a cathedral that we're going to be singing in. Yeah, it's so, really cool. They're gonna St. John's, did you say? St. John's. John's. They'll yeah. be at St. John's to do a sacred set. So they are here to share with us some of that sacred set today. So I know we kind of come and go with this. Would you please welcome them as they sing for us today? Thank you. Hey, yeah. I, I have one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, so I do have to say every time we sing, um, I have to say this, that I am not the Greg Bontrager, the Gregory H. Bontrager, who writes the letters in the papers. So if you're looking at me like, whether you agree with me or not, it's not me, okay? So every time we sing, because I had another person come to me last week oh, to ask me, so yes, that is not me. Okay, perfect. All right, All so right. there you go. Yep.
I'm gonna lay down this world, turn the shoulder off of my cross, and take it home to my Jesus, saying that good news, good news. I got a harp up in the love kingdom, made of that good news. I got a harp up in the love kingdom, made of that good news. I'm gonna lay down this world, turn the shoulder off of my shoulder up. Gonna take it home to my Jesus. Ain't that good news? Good news. I got a robe up in the dark kingdom. Ain't that good news? Ain't that good news? I got a robe up in the dark kingdom. Ain't that good news? I'm gonna lay down. I'm gonna lay down this shoulder up to my cross. Gonna take it home to my Jesus. Ain't that good news?
Yeah, there we go. Thanks. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you so much for sharing with us. They're going to be back at the very end. They're going to end our service with a little benediction. They're going to, they're going to surround us in the auditorium here, and it'll be really cool. So, oh, uh, I know. <laughs> for those of you that remember my story, guys say that a lot. Um, I... I really love contemporary worship music. I absolutely love Joy in the House and all the things that, you know what I mean? But this is pretty cool. 
Well done. Thank you for being with us once again. Uh, I should mention, sorry, Abby and Tanner wasn't trying to diss you. We've got two of our own uh, church kids in the group. Thank you for bringing your friends with you today. Uh, and um, I gave you a break earlier. She's like, don't say anything, but Cindy's going to go have a baby tomorrow. So let's not forget about <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, yay, yay, yeah. Well, they probably, they probably know how to do it by now. <laughs> Numbers, I know, right? So she, uh, um, yeah, all right, that's about all about that, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, we could just go home and be fine, but we want to hear the word of the Lord today a little bit. Um, we have been, uh, here's, here's the screen. So you know we're doing the Acts uh, series today, Acts for Us, and uh, reminding ourselves where we've been. So remember, we're setting the foundation for the movement, for the Jesus movement, the original Jesus movement. We're setting the foundation, and uh, we've seen how uh, Peter and the boys... And actually, sorry, that's not fair. Peter and everybody, uh, believers in those days, how they were uh, watching Jesus ascend and the angels are like guys guys get to work you know or get and then we shored up judas's betrayal and we shored up the uh uh, the apostles remember that story from a couple weeks ago then last week big week because it sets the whole pace for the rest of the book of acts because the holy spirit came at pentecost and it was a remarkable thing um we talked about you know, some of the things we talked about, there's a new covenant. Uh, God is now uh, manifesting himself individually. The promise of Jesus that he gave is now fulfilled, and then we're equipped with the power and presence of God for witness and mission. Don't forget that, church. We're equipped with the power and presence of God for witness and mission. So witness and mission, and I had said this, God sent his spirit, his presence, to empower us to live on mission as his witnesses. Boy, if we don't get that in this whole deal, we're missing the big picture. So we stopped with the end of the encounter, the ruckus, that God had made a ruckus, and the tongues of fire, and the wind sounds, and all this, and we got to the end of that, and I'll just remind you that some of the people in the crowd, there were a bunch of Jews from all over the world that were in Jerusalem, and some of them, I mean, uh, they were all drawn to this ruckus, and some of them thought, wow, this is remarkable, we're hearing uh, wonders of God in our own language. And then some of them are like, nah, nah, these guys are just drunk. And so that's where we stopped last week. And so this week we're going to push on. We're going to be in Acts chapter 2, verse 14 to 36. If you have an app or a device or you want to pull out your Bible, that would be great. I'm going to ask Brian Moeller to come read our passage today. He's a good sport. It's a little bit longer, uh, but I want you to hear God's word this way and then we'll talk about it. He didn't tell me how long it was when he Sorry about asked that, for brother. the volunteer. Yep. Uh, the word of God. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days... God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. 
Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue it rejoices. My body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence." Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on the throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Amen. Thanks, Brian, very much for reading that. Um, so, you know, again, I'm not sure how my approach will be every week that we're in Acts, but uh, it seems good to me to do a little bit of a let's walk through the, the, you know, the narrative that Brian just read, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. So just so we get a picture of what was going on, uh, Peter stands up again. Uh, he had opportunity Hey, some of them are saying we're drunk. He hooked, he, he hooked the crowd with that by saying, Hey, some of you are saying they're drunk. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. They're not drunk. Let me explain this to you. Um, what we're going to see in Acts, I made a reference to this a couple weeks ago or when I introed the book, that we're going to see how Luke, the author of Acts, uses speeches at just in an in incredible way. So I would want to say something like, We don't know that this is verbatim everything Peter said, uh, it summarizes well. We believe Luke was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the book of Acts and so forth. So, uh, but uh, this is one of the first speeches that we're going to see a lot of speeches where guys will get up and will make powerful uh, addressing the crowd and they'll have opportunity. And so here's Peter doing it again. And, um, uh, and he starts again with this, hey, look, it's only nine o'clock. Let me, you know, he... He drew them in by saying, I know you're interested in what just went on here with all that ruckus. Let me explain it to you. And uh, let's remind ourselves that he was, 
he was addressing a Jewish audience, even if they were converts maybe, but remember I talked about the dispersion of the Jews all over. They were in Jerusalem for this event uh, of, of Pentecost, the feast, the festival. And so he's addressing his Jewish audience and you see then he goes right to what they would know. He starts talking about scripture that Jews would be familiar with and he starts talking about um, uh, prophecy. So he goes right to this from, this is actually from the book of Joel. Do you remember that we looked at the book of Joel just a few months ago? It might be longer than I think because you know how that goes. Uh, Post-COVID, all of our memories are different, right? But we looked at Joel and he's using this, that's what this passage is from. And Peter says, look, here's what, here's what God said. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. And you can see all these amazing things are going to happen. I had suggested last week, uh, I just want to clarify, there is still a distinction when you get into the nitpicky of, of gifting. So prophecy is a little different than tongues, is a little different than miracles. But in the end, when he talks about, in, uh, when Peter references this, uh, pour out my spirit, your sons and daughters will prophesy, visions, dreams. We're kind of using broad strokes here to say, God's going to pour out his spirit and, and his people are going to do amazing, cool things. And it's going to be like we just saw, the languages, again, I had suggested that was the first time, and it was the first time that had ever happened, that uh, God's people were given a gift to be able to speak a language they didn't know so they could communicate with others, you know. So uh, we're wrapping all that up in prophecy and calling all those amazing things. And Peter again says, uh, this is going to happen. And, and the point to really remember is that all people, men and women, servants, and I'm going to get to that more in a minute, but that was remarkable. And to see that the prophet Joel said this hundreds of years before that. And he goes on to talk about, you know, other signs and wonders sort of things that are going to be an indication that we are in a special time. We're, we're in the end here because that's what Joel talks about too, the day of the Lord we talked about all those months ago. And um, uh, miraculous, wondrous things, uh, last days. And Peter says again, this is what's happening here, people. And then um, Peter takes this, in between parts, so he quotes some prophets, some prophecy, and then he says, well, hey, you guys remember what happened here in Jerusalem not that long ago, just a few days ago? And he explains the whole deal with Jesus. You guys, he did these wonderful things, and the Jews, you know, had him killed. So it's, again, uh, a, a Jewish audience, a, an audience that was familiar with everything, but Basically, this is the first representation of the gospel that Peter gives. Here was this guy named Jesus, and he came and he had power over death. He was God's guy. He was picked. He was resurrected. He, he lives again, and this is the guy we're talking about. And again, in the next little passage, still the Jewish audience, Peter's like, hey, let me talk about David a little, because David's a big deal to Jews, right? And he's just supporting his presentation. I don't want to say argument exactly, but his presentation or his, um, uh, you know, uh, talking about what's going on here. He's supporting it by talking about David. You remember David. Everybody loves David. You're all Jews, right? And look what he said about this whole thing. The Lord's always before me. I will not be shaken. My heart is glad. You can see the passage there. And he starts talking and say, this supports what I'm trying to tell you, that God had a plan, and here it is coming true. And um, 
especially how significant that one who we would know as the Messiah, Jesus himself, how significant he is. And um, again, still telling the story to say, look, look what David, I know some of you think David might have been the guy or whatever, but even David, he died Jesus couldn't remain dead. David did. Again, you see the support? Just the broad strokes here to say, Jewish audience, I want to tell you about Jesus, and let me tell you that David's on his side. Yeah, David's with Jesus, because David even says, you know, and this is all fun stuff. We, I don't want to get lost in these weeds, but Peter's using this, um, you know, he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, even though David's body decayed, Jesus's did not. Jesus is God's guide, chosen one, son of God, all these things. Um, and uh, uh, reminding ourselves that, I, I guess I want to say it's something simple like this. Remember how simple I am, simple mind, that David's good with this. So David is the Jewish hero, and Peter's using it marvelously to say, David's down with this, what I'm telling you. And then again, the gospel message, God raised this Jesus to life, and here it comes, what we've talked about in Acts, we are all witnesses to it. Uh, they are witnesses to the raised life of Jesus, the fact that Jesus is exalted at God's right hand, and that Jesus was really the one that ushered in the coming of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So this is the first time I wish uh, I either didn't have time or didn't know if I could, I could highlight that. We are all witnesses of it because all of a sudden Peter's living out what the angels, what Jesus said to do. You will be my witnesses of everything I've taught you, everything I've done, crucified, resurrected, ascended. And that's the first time we really see Peter's bearing witness. So it's pretty cool stuff. And um, uh, then just this last, this last sentence that Brian read from the passage, this ends up sort of being the big idea let all Israel, again, I don't want to say argument exactly. I don't want to say presentation. I want to say his bearing witness. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Yeah, that's what Peter wanted his original audience to hear. God has made Jesus Lord and Messiah. Now, I'm going to keep reminding, okay, remember, we have a, one verse from chapter 1, 1, 8, said, you'll be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, uh, sorry, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. We are still, I'm going to keep saying it, a lot of chapters, we're still in Jerusalem. So we're following the map, and really, this begins to be that a couple of screens ago when I said when I had witness. See if I can get there quickly. Yeah, we are all witnesses. Uh, we're that begins to be the beginning of the the map, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. But but really, we're still laying the foundation. The foundation that Jesus followers in 2022 in Bueller, Kansas, also stand on. But with this speech, with this event, we start to see then the first disciples bearing witness to Jesus himself as Messiah. Remember, Messiah is the same as Christ, means anointed one, means God's guy. 
end. This is where we start to see Peter representing all of the Jesus followers uh, bearing witness to that. So what we keep wanting to do when we look at these passages is to say, first of all, well, what's, what's the deal? What's really going on that's important? And I'll give you my opinion and my take on it. First of all, to understand that prophecy is fulfilled is a huge deal, especially to a Jewish audience. Um, you know, what do, what do we think of when we think of prophecy? I was trying to think, you know, uh, storybooks and movies now even and legends and whatever. There might be some, something we might all be familiar with. You know, King Arthur, the prophecy that whoever can lift out the, the sword would be king. That's a prophecy. And we're all intrigued and fascinated by prophecy. Now remember... When we talk about prophecy along the way, especially in the book of Acts, we're going to say, look, prophecy isn't just the predicting part. It's a, a word from God. That can be a prophetic word that may not just be, and now you will do whatever. It, that might not be a thing. But in this case, it actually is the predictable, the predictive part, right? And so we think about King Arthur, and I was even thinking, what's a more contemporary one? You know, Harry Potter. You've read the Harry Potter books or seen the movies. There was a prophecy involved. Now, what's the thing about prophecy? If it don't come true, it ain't really legit. <laughs> right? So I, I could make all kinds of prophetic predictions and say, I prophesy that this is going to happen. It don't happen. <laughs> you're, you're a loser. Absolutely, right? So this is huge to understand in a, in a Jewish setting especially that this prophecy is fulfilled because they knew whatever, you know, they didn't really get what it was going to look like. We talked about that before. They wanted the Messiah to come in and kick Rome's rear end, get them out and all that. And Jesus is like, yeah, I've got another idea how this is going to go. It's going to be way more eternal and better. But there were prophecies just to remind ourselves, even so all the way back in Jeremiah, the days are coming, he writes, that declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved. Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior. So Jeremiah, all those hundreds of years before, was predicting. So Isaiah, same thing. The familiar prophecy that we read at Christmas all the time. What is it? For unto us a child is born, a son is given, the government will be on his shoulders. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know the rest. Even Isaiah 61, this is a great prophecy because it's Jesus, uh, Luke writes about it, one of the first things, Jesus has been tempted, he's sitting in the synagogue and somebody hands him a scroll and he reads this from Isaiah, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to comfort all who mourn. Those are, that's just a little micro smattering of prophecy things that not only about the Messiah coming, but also, again, God pouring out his spirit. And again, I didn't say it again, but those passages from Joel are right, right there as well. And so we need to understand that this is, what's the deal? This is huge because prophecy is fulfilled. Now, 
That's marvelous, but what Peter makes clear in this passage is prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus. So, without Jesus, there's no outpouring of spirit. The Messiah is not here because he's it. He's him. And so, Peter really clearly articulates to say, again, the last part of this passage we looked at today, this Jesus whom you crucified is Messiah and Lord. And, we, you know, I know it's kind of duh for all of us that have followed Jesus and you've been with me now for my three years that I've been here and all that, but this is important to remember. That is fulfilled in Jesus, no one else or no other way. So, uh, again, and, and just a reminder, as we've said, that Jesus is not only Messiah, and again, they didn't, weren't even sure what that meant, except that he's God's guy and he's going to do what he's supposed to do, but then to understand that he's also Lord. And Lord has, uh, think about some of these words, Savior, Redeemer, Master. Later on, we're going to see very clearly Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Peter's already making those statements kind of clear to say, uh, that's who Jesus is, people that I'm talking to. That's who Jesus is, and I want you to hear that. So Peter plainly and matter-of-factly states, Jesus is Messiah and Lord, and we should take note of that. So that's sort of the deal for Peter's audience and what was going on, again, sort of the broad strokes, but the important things for us to catch, they're not so broad. We have asked ourselves then, okay, what does this have to do with us? So what, what, do, what is Acts saying to us as Jesus followers at Bueller MB in 2022 in Bueller, Kansas. Here's the first thing I want to say. I don't want to lose sight of this. I think it's kind of a little bit of a minor point, but already as we found out with the lots, you're all listening. So this may be a little bit of a minor point, but it's important. We're already seeing from Peter in this passage a model for how we can practice evangelism. See, because the ruckus goes on, the Spirit of God fills and flows in all of his people in that room, and then this language thing goes on, and Peter takes advantage of an opportunity. Because he could have said, well, I don't want to say anything because I'm afraid, or I'm not going to say anything because I might be embarrassed, or I'm not going to say anything because I don't know what to say. None of that. So whatever that looks like for each of us today, it's very unlikely that any of us, not even me, and I get up and talk in front of people all the time, uh, it's probably unlikely that I'm going to have some audience to share the gospel with. But look what Peter did. Be encouraged by this. Oh, wait, are they talking about being drunk? I can use that. Hey, hey, people, wait, don't, we're not drunk, really. Let me tell you what's going on. What, what an example that is. Can we remember that in our approach to telling others about Jesus, to say, hey, take advantage of every opportunity, look for things you can uh, engage them with, and then let God work through you to tell others about Jesus, right? Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't want to, I don't know if it's the main thing in this passage, but I would hate for us to miss that. Peter's great at reminding us how we can engage with others to tell them uh, the gospel. Um, Again, this is probably duh, but I would really hate for us to lose sight of this because this whole passage, and obviously the whole book of Acts, it focuses on Jesus 
as it, it emphasizes that Jesus is the focus of our mission. I, I would want to make it very clear at this point that if, if, if anybody even gets some idea that Kurt is really interested in people coming to this church or being a part of his thing or our thing or whatever, you're missing the point. I don't care. I care about people coming to know who Jesus is and putting their faith and trust in him. Right? And so... Uh, this passage, Peter reminds us of that. The focus is not their movement, is not the cool things that just happened, but it is Jesus himself. And folks, we want to remember that. If we want to live out our mission and vision, we remember that it's all about Jesus. Right. Then um, some really fun parts of this that we really should remember this idea that God's spirit has been poured out on all, we alluded to some of this already last week when I talked about, you know, uh, suggesting that, you know, God's presence is real. Don't forget that. But this is really, this is the great equalizer. Because you remember in the Old Testament, it was kings and rulers and special people and prophets and whatever that they would say. And God's spirit came upon special guy, you know, whatever. This is the reminder to say, you know what? If you're a Jesus follower and you've trusted in him, God's pouring his spirit out on you, everyone who trusts Jesus. So there's no wealthy or important or special or rulers or kings or queens or whatever. Uh, if you call on Jesus' name, God will pour his spirit out on you. Now, I'm going to keep saying this because I know I had, I had a couple really good conversations. They were short last week when I mentioned some of this. Remember that it is not up to us how God manifests his spirit. He, he does what he wants with his people. So sometimes people speak in tongues, sometimes people heal, you know, but we, if we start to dictate that, we start to mess it up, because we can't anyway. But the reminder that God's spirit is poured out on all his people, not just the special ones, that is remarkable, and I hope that when you're thinking about that, and you're reading your Bible, or having your quiet time to remind yourself to say, man, I've got access to the God of the universe. It may not look like everybody else's access, but I've got access. That is remarkable. And along the way, look, I don't want to minimize this. We'll talk about tapping into, you know, why, why is this person and that person, you know, we compare too much and, and my experience. Remember, what I said last week, I'm going to keep saying, how God manifests himself is up to him, not us. Okay. But poured out on all. And then... Um, I, I don't want to neglect this, and, and some of you are going to see this and get a little excited. Don't get excited. <laughs> That's a joke. Everybody relax. So this is just a reminder that we are in the last days. Guess what? Peter started the last days, and they haven't changed all these couple thousand years later, okay? So I know it's in vogue again, and there's so much going on in the world. We want to talk about end times and all that. Sure, sure, good conversations. But here's the reminder about last days. We're in the last days in that God has now spoken his final word in Jesus himself. So we could talk about God's re revelation through man throughout all of time. So after creation, we could talk about the flood was one way. God was working to redeem people, and then he went on to pick Abraham, and that was a way. And then the law came with Moses, and that was a way. You know, all these ways, it was a progression, right? Well, guess what? There's no more new covenant. This is it. We are in the last days. The next thing that happens will be Jesus' return and eternity with him for those that trust him. 
right? So last days is a great thing to remind ourselves we are in the last days, but we've been in the last days since Peter said this, right? So it could be another couple thousand years, and I would never want to, of course we got to live like it could be yesterday or tomorrow, right? I mean, but just a reminder, we are in the last days, but not so much for the effects, but just to remind ourselves that the last days is this was God's final word, Jesus himself, calling people to himself through Jesus, the Messiah and Lord. Everybody with me? Yeah. So these are the things that I think we can take with us from this passage to say, okay, let's not forget to take every advantage of opportunities to evangelize. Let's keep Jesus as the center. It's not about our church or some charismatic leader. Nope. Um, it's, it's, it's about God's spirit being poured out on us as we allow him to and to remind ourselves that we are in the last days every which way. Uh, again, my hope for our church my hope for our church is that we would be exemplary in how we bear witness. And I want to say this, uh, I forgot, this is a great, I gotta, I'm trying to make sure I throw out a quote, <laughs> not really, uh, but this is a really good quote when we think about it from one of my commentators that I've shared with you. Here's something to encourage us about that first one about evangelism. In this passage we see that here is the key fact stressed time and again by the first preachers, they didn't need to prove that it had happened. They simply proclaimed it and bore witness to it. I'm going to read that again. When you think about the situation that Peter was in, when I think about how we want to approach sharing Jesus with others, here's the key fact, stressed time and again by those first preachers like Peter, they didn't need to prove that the resurrection and the ascension and all that, everything about Jesus, they didn't need to prove that that happened, they simply proclaimed it. And they bore witness to it. And that's all I'm asking our church to do. Just proclaim it. You don't have to know how to argue people. No one's going to argue anybody into the kingdom of God. Can you be that person that just tells people about Jesus? That's what I hope for our church. And that's what I hope we can get out of this book of Acts. As we move forward in the weeks ahead, we're going to get to some really fun stories. We're going to see some marvelous, miraculous things. We're going to see how the church grew. We're going to get to that, again, that map where they start in Jerusalem. They head out to other areas and they eventually get to the ends of the earth by the end of the book of Acts, and it'll be a marvelous journey, um, but again, we're starting to see now the end of the foundational planting, so we're getting the foundation, we shored up the apostles, uh, the Holy Spirit has now come, and the movement is ready to just catch fire, and we're going to see some of that in the weeks ahead as well, so uh, I want to encourage you to be looking at the book of Acts, uh, I talked with somebody <laughs> about uh, it might be a good idea i'll try to put out a connection or on our facebook page or something when i know i have a better idea about my plan now when i know a passage i'm going to preach on if you want to look at it ahead of time I'll try to get that so you know what's coming and then you can also have a look at it when we have a look at it before we get here but um again really glad you're here to join us today uh i'm going to pray and bueller singers here's what i'm going to suggest it's okay. While I'm praying, you guys can move to your spots because they're going to share with us this marvelous benediction and they're going to sing around us. So I want you all to stay seated. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk a little bit more then I'm going to let them finish the service with their song. And then I'm going to encourage all of our people to greet these young people. Thank them for coming to share with us.
And uh, just so you know, we do have plans to feed them. So we felt like, you know, that's the least we could do, right? <laughs> but so glad to have you here. Um, hey, let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for Peter and his first disciples, uh, how the movement spread. God, we want to be people that look at the story of Acts and say, we can do that. We want to be like them. So God, I pray that for us as we continue to look into this book. God, I'm so thankful for the way your word speaks to us even all these years later. God, and I'm thankful for worship. I'm thankful for music. And I'm thankful for the way we can honor you with all these things. God, I pray that you would bless uh, the giver and the gift as we part today and collect an offering. God, for the needs that I may not be aware of, I pray that you would, I pray that you would draw near to each one that needs your touch. And God, I pray that you would show yourself evident in ways that will even surprise us even when it shouldn't. So God, thank you for being with us and meeting with us here today. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, real quick, before they sing, just the reminders. Buckets are ready for offerings. Thank you for your generosity. If you have a prayer request or you want to talk to the office, again, fill out one of those cards, drop it in there as well. But uh, I hope you have a great week and... Please be blessed by this. Thanks for coming. Everybody have a great week. Peace.